Well, uh, we're here, so finally. Wait, which podcast is this one again? Sojourner's <laughs> <laughs> uh, podcast, episode there we go. one, eh? There we go. It's 11-9, uh, days here. Yes, sir. So. I don't really think, feel it as a conversion. I guy was Orthodox Christian for one week and now he's Muslim, bro. Before, I was like, religious before how? Christian? What does Christian mean? Like, who? It's a great question that we're going to get into today. I mean, yeah, that's not wrong, honestly, yeah. Is anyone actually fearful of God? Anybody? No, the girls were out on Saturday night drinking and they turned up to church because their parents made them. The part about nobody in church being fearful of God is cap. Though. Yeah. Like, I don't know what he was talking about. Like polygamy, eh? Standards, and you're not a strong person who's prepared to defend his ideas, you'll be crushed. Yes. And we look at most religions in the world today which are not prepared to defend their ideas. What's happened to them? They're just getting crushed. And now we have Christianity as an idea which has basically said, well, we can't set any firm rules because everyone will just quit. So instead, let's make it so easy to be a Christian that nobody has to put any effort in. The thing is, who's saying that? Yeah, like, who's saying Andrew Tate is saying that. Andrew Tate is saying that, but nobody is actually sitting down like, hey, let's just make everything so super easy so that we can, like, keep the doors open. Like, that's not a thing, right? Yeah. Someone that people are afraid to mock. Yeah. God, to me, is someone that you have to go out of your way to prove something to. God, to me, has red lines. Yeah. Like, God, to me... Re represents the Islamic faith. The Christian God, to me, I don't see God. Yeah, I don't know how he draws this conclusion. Yeah, he drew, he made absolute no mention of the Christian God. Yeah, he didn't. He made mention of yeah. Christians, quote-unquote, um, that do not practice their faith and are not genuine about their faith. He made no mention of Yahweh at all. Yeah. So I, I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I wanted to ask you this. I mean, I think it's interesting because at the end there, when he says, when I look at this, and he's referring to Christian people, he says, I don't, I don't see God there. I don't see, the, I don't like, what is a Christian God? I don't see anything there. To me, that makes it sound like, I mean, I don't think it sounds like that. I think that is what he's saying, that he's looking at Christian people and he's saying, well, I, I don't see God there. I mean, yeah. then that's a, kind of an issue there. Right? Yeah. You got to ask, uh, or I have to ask where exactly is Andrew Tate looking? Right. Uh, like you're looking for something so that you can say all these things. Right. You're not going, are you going to a genuine church? Right. Are you going to a church that is structured around what the Bible tells us to structure a church for? Mm -hmm. Are you going to a church that is heavy on the word of God and, you know, everything is rooted in that? Right. Well, yeah. where exactly yeah. are you going? Are you going to a prosperity gospel church? Because that's not a church. Yeah. You know what I mean? So who are we talking about right now? Or he's looking at stuff on the internet and saying, oh, look at this and look at that. Like I saw him the other day, he tweeted out some wild stuff from like some progressive church, but that's not reflective of most Christians in the world. Yeah. And you know what? You made this point last week in your word. Excellent word, by the way. Appreciate it. Um, speaking to the fact that, you know, he, he's isolating all these quote unquote Christians. Right. What about the Muslims out there who are behaving the exact same way? Right. Yeah. Because I could simply take his exact argument and throw it against him and say, you know, Muslims are doing this and Muslims are doing this, Muslims are doing this. Right. And then say the Christian God and then describe who Yahweh reveals himself to be in the Bible. Yeah. So based on the actions of human beings. Which yeah, it's, it's a really, really poor argument. Yeah. You know what I mean? If I had to rate that argument out of 10, he wouldn't even get a rating. <laughs> it's, it's that poor. It's pretty funny too, because I mean, the scripture says that 
Jesus has revealed to us who God is. I mean, you know the verse that he's right. exegeted in. He has right. explained him. Right. So imagine I'm looking at Kiefer and I'm like, well, actually, I'm looking to you to tell me, to not to tell me, to mm. model in every, mm. per, in every way who God is. I mean, on one hand, and uh, we'll get into it, you know, absolutely, children of God should be reflecting who their father is. Absolutely, yeah. But to look at you, to know who God is, is that's not the same thing. That's yeah. totally different. Yeah, I say this all the time. If I want to know, if I want to, like, get to know Seth, am I going to his mother Though she can partially tell me a little bit about him. Right. Am I going to his brother? He can partially tell me about him. Or am I going to go and speak directly to Seth? Where am I going to get the most information, right. the truest information yes. about Correct. Seth? That's himself. Yeah. God, what has the Holy Spirit given us? Scripture, inspired, breathed out by him. Yeah. That's where I go to understand God. I don't look at all these people he's describing and saying, this is the Christian God. No, you're speaking about Christians who are yeah. not Christians, who are not reflecting yeah, Christ. He literally said, I look, I look at Christian people, I don't see anything there. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, right? I, don't, I don't even understand what that means. What that, <laughs> that means. Yeah, I think that it's interesting. Well, he said that when I, the Christian God to me, you know, I, when I look at that, I don't see God. And that's mm. really weird because, I mean, look at what you said just now. Do you actually think he's ever opened the Bible and read anything? Absolutely not. Uh, it's, it's evident. Yeah. It's evident that he has not read the word and furthermore, just to take this point along, it shows that the Holy Spirit really has to reveal these things to yeah, you. Yeah, I mean, for sure. You cannot just grasp it like this. Your eyes really have to be opened. And this guy is clearly spiritually blind. Yeah. You know what? I don't know what else to say. It's interesting too, if you talk about, if his point is about a standard. And yeah. obviously, like we said, just reacting to that video, there isn't like a Christian council where everybody's sitting down. It's like, okay, you know, we really need to make everything super easy on a collective level mm -hmm. across the world. So that the doors stay open. Like that's a ridiculous straw man caricature of it. Like you have certain individuals who are progressive, for example, but that's not a means to an end. They believe those things wrongly, but they believe them and that's their agenda because they think that God is this way, not the way he's revealed in his word. But that's not because they're trying to keep the doors open and it's a collective effort to be easy so that you don't lose people. Like that's that's a huge straw man. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah, and just tagging along to that, you know, it's it's like this is the culture we live in. Yeah. This is literally society today where everything is opinion-based. Right. Every single thing is an opinion, an opinion. Right. So Andrew Tate can say whatever he wants. That's his opinion. Great, yeah. you can have one. You yeah. have the right to your opinion. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. But it is not factual. It is not rooted in any substance. And this is the prob problem with like just being subjective on every account in every way. Right. Is that what are you measuring your amazing opinion against? Right. Because I can guarantee you it's not... Christianity. Yeah, it's not the word of God. And he is not and he's also not looking at historic Christianity either. That's true. He's looking yeah. at 21st century Western Christianity. Western Western Christianity. Yeah. Great point, especially there. And you're not measuring it against the previous centuries or the early church. You're not looking at anything of substance. Mm -hmm. Um so long story short, I have a huge problem with what he's saying here. You know yeah, I mean? I mean it's it's interesting too because he says a few times he said, God to me is, and fill in the blank. Yeah. Now, for some of those things, God has red lines, God um, is powerful, people should fear to mock him. All of that is accurate. We agree with that. Mm -hmm. Obviously, the false part is that he's insinuating, not insinuating, he's saying that nobody in church thinks that, which is ridiculous. We think that. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's two, eh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but what's crazy is that on that point of him never opening scripture, there's things in the Old Testament that even make Muslims squirm in their chair, mm. right? So, I mean, 
if, if for him it's about God is powerful, clearly he has not read anything in the Bible. And if we're talking about a standard, yeah. that he's upset that, you know, Christians are, are falling short to the standard. And obviously, mm. and we had, I had this conversation, or this, I put this in my word, that nominal Christians, meaning Christians who are in name, oh, my dad is Christian, my mom is, so that I am, who wear the cross on their neck, but are not doing anything in their lives to actually live out, you know, their walk of faith with Jesus. Those are not Christians in the yeah. same way that a Hindu or Muslim, anybody who claimed it in name from their family, but wasn't living it, we wouldn't yeah. wrongly, wrongly say that, oh yeah, well, they're representative of the faith. So, you know, like that's, that's ridiculous. Right? Yeah. So we had to ask the question, would Andrew Tate be really happy if he's truly Muslim, by the way, right. like, because yeah. let's see how long this lasts, yeah. right? Yeah. If he's truly Muslim, would he like if we use that same argument against his faith? Right. Would right. you would you guys appreciate that? Yeah. Obviously not. Yeah. You would want us to look at the ones who take it and treat Islam sincerely. Right. You know what I mean? And yeah. then we would base arguments based off those people. Exactly. We're not taking it off the ones who don't even. Yeah. And it. the other guy is just nodding his head, like, yeah, right. Yeah. Whereas yeah. if that was us, we would have been like, if if he was saying wrong things about Islam, why would we just agree with him? Right. That doesn't make any sense. Why are yeah. we trying to appease him by yes manning him? Right. Mm -hmm. It's not like you know. Yeah. Anyway, but. What's also interesting, though, is that if his issue is like there needs to be a set standard, again, I guess you'd argue that he's not reading the Bible because Jesus' standard is <laughs> impossibly possible only because of him. But right. it's it's this, the bar is so high. But again, I guess that's that point. If you're looking to God for who he is and you see the standard, yeah. then you know, man, this is this is not a joke. Right. Yeah. And if you're looking at this video and, you know, Seth and I are going to do a great job, in my opinion, of always coming with a biblical worldview. Right. That's going to dictate every single thing we say. Um, so from my perspective here, it really shows the fallen nature of man mm -hmm. and the sinfulness of man in terms of how he's looking at God. In the sense that Christians have this problem as well, and this is where we can tie it in here. And he's a great example of, and you touched on the point, God is to me. me. Yeah. What does that mean? Because when I'm looking to God, I'm saying, God, who do you say you are? Right. Not who do I want you to be? Right. So if I'm into the prosperity gospel, and if you guys know what that is, I want God to be a genie in a bottle. Yes. I want God to be a rainmaker who just tosses cash all over me. That's what, that's a, ben, what I want a vending God machine, to. right? Yeah. God yeah. to me is a vending machine. Great. That's not who God has revealed himself to be. So, quite frankly, I don't care who you want God to God be to, to be. you and who He is yeah. to you. I care about who God says He is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, you can't make an idol and then say, well, God to me is X, Y, Z. So, yeah. and, and it's interesting too, and one would ask then, okay, well, what do you think exactly He sees in Islam, in the Islamic God? Because, like, I mean, we already kind of established the fact that He's looking at the people and establishing His faith based off of that, not actually probably the claims that each, you know, text makes yep. of who God is. Yep. But I would argue, and I would like to know your thoughts on this, that when he says statements like, God is someone who you go out of your way to prove something to, mm. when I see Islam, you know, that's, I see that. I would argue, and, and him saying too, like, oh, it already lined up with my own personal beliefs. I mean, mm. that statement one in itself is pretty sus. Because mm. I think, he gave an example, I don't think he's just talking about that, right? Mm. Um, I would argue, if you, seen anything from Andrew Tate and his personality, even just a little bit. And this is actually reflected, like you said, about the sinfulness of man across the board is that people like to be told what to do. Yeah. They like a system and an order. Yep. I pray five times a day. I do this. I do that. It's structured. It's organized. Okay. But that's not what 
actual faith yeah. and relationship with God looks like. I'm just doing things and doing them for the sake of doing them on a schedule. Mm. And that's my, that's my portion. Okay, God, I gave you whatever I needed to give you. Now I'm just living my life. Yeah. Right? Like that doesn't make any sense. So I would argue that probably what attracts them to it is probably the discipline and things like that, which Christians should be embodying. And they do mm. practicing ones. It's in the, it's in the text. I think that he's probably drawn to that, you know, that strict discipline type thing. And he's like, he's looking at that and he's like, oh, hey, this is great. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And the thing about Christianity, true Christianity, is that it's theocentric. Hmm. That God is the center, God is the focus, right. not man. Yeah. And speaking to sin natures and, and how depraved mankind is, is that exactly what you're saying. We want to think it's about us. Hmm. We want, whether it be salvation or anything in life, we want everything to revolve around me. us. Yep. That's what it is. Yep. So exactly what you're saying, like, give me a system. I don't even know what it means to prove something to God. Like, I don't know what you're proving because it's nothing. Because in the Christian worldview, you can't prove anything. Right. It's yeah. Christ who has done it, fulfilled the law, and he gives you everything mm -hmm. because you can't prove anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? So Christ is everything to us. Yeah. That's the difference between Christianity and everything else is that we're not focused on what can I do so that God does this for can me. Can notice me. Right? Yeah. yeah. It's more so because God has done it yes. and it is finished yeah. and it's his work on the cross right. that is applied to us. Now we do things by the power of his spirit to glorify him. Right. That's all it is. You know and I mean? out of love as well, not compulsion. Right. It's not about doing things in a routine and schedule. And if I don't do them well, now I'm, I'm and in And it's trouble. not warranting anything. Right. Right. Yeah, I'm not stacking a, a, a list of good deeds that God's going to reward me at the end of all things. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But I can think we can both agree that's probably how he, yeah. probably how he thinks about and it's it. And right? it's convenient. Yeah. Uh, the convenience of having a system where... Let's be honest, guys. Mm -hmm. The stuff Andrew Tate is, whether it be what he say, what he says, or what he does, that's not. It's not good. It's not pure. It's not holy. Right. These things are not right. Right. So if you can have a system where doing certain things somehow makes that situation better, mm. who wouldn't want to be a part of that? Let's be honest, yeah. right? Who who wouldn't want to be a part of that? But that's that's where Christianity is on a different level, in my opinion, in terms of how focused it is on the Lord. And how small mankind is before him. You know? well, yeah, it's, well, yeah, I mean, it's crazy that when Jesus is talking to, I think it's John the Baptist, right? That I must become greater, you must become yep. lesser. Yep. And I think it was funny too, your, your mom said this one time that, and also, you know, to expand on that, God isn't, shouldn't be waiting for you to uh, become lesser first before he becomes greater. It's not how it works, yep. right? So God is <laughs> greater first and then yep. increasingly become lesser right yeah and i think i wanted to ask you and, and this is a topic both of us are super into um and especially with your interest in the old testament uh which is still very much alive and active just like the new testament <laughs> uh, is yeah. that god is holy mm. uh, that god is just he's a just god he's a holy god he is an infinite god who yeah. inhabits eternity he is great he is almighty he is the most high mm. Um, talking to that fact, and, and you know, Andrew Tate is talking about who the, the God of Islam is. Why don't we talk a little bit, you know, who God reveals himself to be to his people and how holy he really is if we just look at Leviticus, you know what I mean? Just just shining a light on that fact. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's interesting. I think it's, when well, this is a big deal too, because I mean, unfortunately, I think maybe at this time we're at 21st century, especially in the West, yeah, 
lots of Christians don't read their Old Testament mm. because they don't like it. Mm. Especially, I mean, non-Christians, they hate it. <laughs> but, yeah. but, you know, they don't like it. Uh, you know, a lot of Christians don't like it. And uh, Muslims, most of them have never even touched it, right? Mm. So it's funny. I mean, the Old, Old Testament is really misunderstood in, mm. in so many different ways. And so is the New Testament as well. But it's interesting. That's why I'm saying that there's no way he could draw this conclusion that he's drawn about the Christian God right. if he had read right. anything from the Old Testament. Yeah. Yeah. Because people often obviously wrestle with the fact that God is oh, he's a little too powerful for me, <laughs> to yeah. be honest. But yeah. it's interesting, the, the concept of holiness um, in the Old Testament. I mean, God, I like this analogy, is like the sun. Mm. So the sun is light and life and good, <laughs> something that God has made. This is an example. But you also can't draw too close to it because it'll burn up. Um, for Narnia, uh, if anybody's seen Narnia, there's actually a really good example in there too. There's a section where, or a part, a part sorry, where you know the, it's about Aslan and they're asking, um, you know, well, is is he safe? Um, and they start laughing. They're like, no, he's not safe. He's good. Yeah, but he's not safe. Mm. So for those who have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, which is all of us, God is light, like it says in the Word, and there's no darkness in Him. Yeah. So. If God is all good, then obviously then anything that is evil in his presence, and obviously we have so much evil in us that mm -hmm. we battle with every day, mm -hmm. they can't coexist. Right. And actually they can't even be close together. Right. Um, and so for sinners, yeah, God is dangerous. Not because God is, there's anything wrong in God, but yeah. because, I mean, he's like the sun. So mm -hmm. and those who are, are in this imperfect state like us, you know, we can't just draw close to him just like that, which is why there's so much, you know, uh, Prof, uh, so much looking forward to to the day when God will be able to dwell with us in the way that he set as an example and mm. yeah I think that this also relational aspect funny enough is something that's very difficult for people to understand the fact that on one hand the, the scripture lays out that God is above and beyond creation yep. just like the Muslims believe right yep. but at the same time he also enters space and time to dwell with his people and that's actually his expressed desire all the way from Genesis to the end of the Bible revelation consistently. It's right. something that actually a lot of people wrestle with. Right. And for a lot of people like Muslims and maybe Andrew Tate might even fall in this category, they're not even comfortable with that idea. Mm. So Yeah. And I think maybe if we even touch on the fact uh, and, and the point that, you know, just to hold believers accountable or people who use the term and apply it to themselves, you know, as you were saying earlier, oh, my mom and dad are Christian. Right. I was born in a Christian household. Right. Of course I'm a Christian. <laughs> uh, John 1 stands against you in that. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're not a Christian right. just because your parents are. Right. Uh, it's, if you receive Christ and you're born again, you're given the right to be called his child. You know what I mean? So let's just separate that right there. And then talking about the fact that, you know, Christians today, and, and this is why culture is such a big topic, and how do we you know, live out the Bible in a culture that is opposed to it is a great question. And how do we reflect who God really is, is an important thing as well, because Andrew Tate has a point in the sense that mm -hmm. in this culture, Christians have become really soft. Let's be honest. Yeah. Um, even a lot of genuine Christians will not express their views. Right. Uh, they'll bite their tongue. Right. Uh, they'll hold it in and they'll think holding in the truth mm -hmm. is love. Right. That is a f big issue. To share the truth, God's truth, regardless of how someone perceives it or receives it right. and reacts to it, right. that's what love is. Right. That's what true love is. You know what I mean? 100%. So we've essentially made a way, um, and this is where I'm kind of trying to hold the church uh, accountable, mm -hmm. that 
it's okay to be to do whatever you want right it's okay to go outside and hurt your hurt your witness uh, that is not true your witness is of the utmost value mm. so when paul says you know uh, when i'm with the jews i'm i'm, a, I'm like a jew when i'm with the greeks i'm like a greek it doesn't mean he's all of a sudden a pagan worshiper yeah. and he's in, and doing all right. these things with right. with uh, the gentiles yeah. so that they can identify with yeah. him absolutely false that's not what he's saying yep. he does all these things he identifies with them he comes down to their level all for the sake of winning them over for the gospel right that's what it is he's ministering he's witnessing so christians have confused that as well what does it mean like should i you know it says you know if there's one rotten apple it spoils the whole bunch right right yeah how about if do you think if you're a good apple amongst rotten apples you're somehow going to change all the rotten apples mm. no Typically, how it is, is you're going to get impacted yeah. and you're going yeah. to become rotten. Right. Personal experience shows me every time I involve myself consistently outside of the church and try to be accepted or whatever my intention is, I'm getting put down. My faith is deteriorating. Mm. My scripture reading going down. Going down. Praying going right. down. Right. So it's about, no, church. What is church? And, and how do we involve ourselves and refle reflect Christ in the way where Andrew Tate can look at us Christians and be like, right. Oh, I know who their God is. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think you need to talk about, um, we read this excellent book in one of our classes, yeah. and what it means to bear the Lord's name in vain. Mm. Because this is really applicable to what Andrew Tate is saying. Yeah, we read, we read this amazing book in our uh, Pentateuch, sorry, Pentateuch class uh, last semester. And for those who don't know what that word is, it's just the first five books of the Old Testament. So Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. So books of Moses and what the author was arguing was that the commandment not to take God's name in vain mm. is not what people think it is today. Because today that has a different context. Oh my God. Right? That's what we think it is. That's what we think it, it ends at. You broke the commandment. Right, right. You repent. Right. Yeah, so that's actually not in context what that means. Because, mm. well, it's just not. That's a 21st century understanding of what swearing is and then right. applying that retroactively. And it's crazy how, when he explains this, mm -hmm. how big the, the commandment it really is. I mean, yeah, it's huge. I mean, the commandment actually, instead of taking God's name in vain, as the word there for take is actually better translated as bear. Don't bear God's name in vain. And right. if you think about in context where God, when he formed the covenant for the first time with Israel and picked them and said, okay, you're my children, you're mine now, this is how I want you to live and be like me, model this to the other nations so they will know who I am. Right. That's what it means to bear God's name. It means that, you know, Kiefer belongs to, to Jesus, belongs to God, so God spiritually writes his name on him and that's reflected in his actions, the way he speaks and does things. It's not literal? Uh, won't you uh, shave your head? It's a little. Got a tatted down here. Yeah, right? yeah. I put it on my forehead, my right arm. Right my right arm. Um, no, yeah, it's it's when God gives all these laws in the Old Testament, laws that some people you know, think are weird, like yeah. you know, don't um, shave your beard in this particular thing. Don't wear two types of fabric. Don't plant things in the field. Don't yeah. um, boil a, a goat in its mother's milk, or mm -hmm. even other things like you know, don't uh, have sex outside of marriage, or or don't. Um, have sex with the same person or like the the, the same sex person right yeah. or any any kinds of things like that or child sacrifice you name it yeah even dietary things mm -hmm. uh, like you know don't eat you know these certain animals all these things are actually tied to practices of the other nations so mm -hmm. to us now it sounds funny because the context is removed 
But it's, and actually, in the reality, it is funny because the nations, the other nations were doing hilarious, funny, yeah. ridiculous things yeah. in their pagan worship. Mm-hmm. Um, ridiculous things. They are ridiculous. And God yeah. is like, you're not doing these things. I want mm-hmm. you to bear in my name with faithfulness. So that's right. the idea is bearing God's name with faithfulness and carrying it. Literally, I'm carrying God's name in my daily life the way I act. Right. And uh, that should reflect who he is. And, um, you know, so, yeah, it's, it's uh, way better understood that way. And that's actually, that make, makes way more sense yeah and i think it's more you know when a christian really accepts what it means to bear god's name what genuine christian wants to bear god's name in vain right and the fact that you know if we understand that the salvation of of a soul of a human being right is of the utmost value we want to reflect and witness to every single person around us every like to me and i'm starting to realize this as i'm kind of like growing older is I'm only 23, not even that old. But as it, like each day passes, every interaction really matters. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm gonna be honest. Like I struggle on the road when people cut me off or people are getting too close. I really, really struggle. Like I don't, I don't want to call it road rage, but it's road rage, man. Like, but to me, it's like, can we show grace mm. in those situations? And what does showing grace do to that person? For some, it's like tossing coal, hot coals on their head and they're like, it just irritates them because like, how can this guy show grace? Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's really, really important to bear God's name um, by being, you know, genuine to who he really is. Mm-hmm. And once again, who he's revealed himself to be, you know, so important.